Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I am so glad that you joined me again today. I have a very special guest with me, my good friend, Deirdre Stevens, all the way from Southern California. She is um, joining us today on the line, and I'm so glad that she's here because I love what she is doing, and I've just recently got to kind of know some of what she is doing, and she has this great organization called Women of Excellence, and she specializes in relationship issues, and she's got a book that she just finished, and it's called God's Got a Man Just for You. So I love that title because we all know that that's mainly what this show is about is relationships, godly relationships, how you really can be the person that God has called you to be and be your own best version. So Deirdre, thank you. Why don't you say hello to all the guests and give us a little introduction about who you are and where you've come from and what it's all about. Hi, Cynthia. Good morning again. (laughs) Well, I am um, in California, Southern California currently, reside in Marina Del Rey, and originally from... Uh, Okay, wait, I I have to stop you right there. Marina Del Rey... Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I lived in Los Angeles for about a year and a half, and I loved Los Angeles, and I loved the ocean. <laughs> and so here I am in Phoenix, and God has called me to Phoenix, and I always am telling him, why, why? Even though I love everybody here and I love the city, it's like the moving air, you know, and the beaches, and the, oh, it's there's I so know. many different things. And so, yes, I have to just say, God bless you, and I hope you enjoy it. I do. I am very grateful and thankful to live in this city. <laughs> so next time, so since you came, since, yes, <laughs> since you came out here, you're going to have to have me come out there. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So go ahead. I'm <laughs> sorry. To, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, and I was just going to say. Originally, I am from the southern part of the country, um, having grown up in Arkansas. Um, so I guess I'm a little country girl at heart, mm. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, listen, I've lived in, um, Southern California since the early nineties. So it's kind of home now. So I guess it's home away from home, but yes, I have women of excellence, um, which started as a Bible study in my home in 1995, actually. And ran that Bible study for about two years, and then God called us to start doing conferences, seminars, get-togethers, um, book clubs. We've done a lot of different things to inspire and teach and hopefully uplift women. That is the whole purpose of everything we do. And the Lord just laid it on my heart that there are so many hurting women um, that need just encouragement. And then a lot of times we don't even know what's going on on the inside of us. And so he has used me in, in a lot of ways to try to pinpoint those kinds of things so we can become who God really, really created us to be and 
be an example of what his purpose is for us, you know, and so that we can live the best life we've called to live, and then we can also share with others and inspire others. And so that's the main focus of what we do. Well, I love that. Now, did any of this emanate from any of your own life experience or? Oh, absolutely. Can you share some of that? I I can remember um, being in in church and um, someone letting me, one of the ministers came through and said, you know, God's going to use you to minister to women. And and I can remember thinking, "Uh (laughs) me? (laughs) Okay. Exactly. (laughs) Because even at that point, I had experienced so many different trials and tribulations in life that, you know, I don't think we really see ourselves um, as God sees us, of course, and don't really see ourselves fit to help and encourage. But as God took me through the process of um, being married, been divorced, and um, actually was remarried, and then I was widowed, and um, have four wonderful human beings, and I've been blessed to be the mother of so I'm very grateful and thankful for that and just through the just many many um I can't I don't think this program is long enough for me to tell you all the the trials and the tribulations I've been through but the book God's got a man just for you I recount a lot of those events in that book um to tell what was going on and actually what God did, you know? Right. And I think it's always good to see that, man, you know, that other people have been through some of the things that we ourselves are going through, but yet I wanted to really show, you know, what God did through that process, not only the outcome saying maybe we would call the testimony at the end, but what the process was, how I was feeling, what I was thinking, what was going on inside of me and around me, and yet this is what God did in the end. So a lot of that is, is recounted in, in the book. Um, that is wonderful. That, because, you know, that's really where we learn is from people's stories. I mean, that's one of the reasons we read the Bible. And, you know, I always am reading about all these people in the past, and, and I, I tell my friends and patients and family, I'm so glad God doesn't have the book of Cynthia you know, like maybe could he do that book after I'm dead or something, you know, because, you know, I tell people, you know, God has done so many amazing things in my life and he is so proud of what he has done. He wants to tell everybody everything he's accomplished in my life. And I'm so thankful that sometimes he gives me a little bit of anonymity, but he really wants me to tell and to testify. And so I do that regularly as, you know, as appropriately as it, as it can be done. And to really to God's glory, because he has done such great things in my life in the midst of things that have been done to me and then things that I have at my own debacles that I have got myself into. And so I love that you are telling a story. And I think you said um, when we've talked before that you had a little excerpt, maybe that you would like to read from the book that would give some idea of that whole way of, of living, of thinking Sure, I can. I, I have one little excerpt that I like to share. It's called "Healing from the Past." It's kind of short. Um, would you like for me to do that now? That would be. I think it would be great. Okay. All right. Awesome. Healing from the past. We have to make every effort not to let our past dictate our future. 
Let the past remain in the past. Learn from it, grow through it, and heal along the way, but don't buy into it. It is only a smokescreen to hinder your future, a future that has already been planned and orchestrated by God if we would only allow him to direct us. All we have to do is go along for the ride. Easier said than done, of course. How do I let God run my life and go along for the ride? Good question. Trust him. Know that he orders your steps and that he works all things together for your good. No matter what mistakes you make or what circumstances you create, God has a plan for you to overcome each and every one. There is always forgiveness and healing available from him. Wow. I love that. I think that's very poignantly written. And when, when did you write this book? This book started, I started writing it in 2006. It took me seven years yes. to complete. Yes. <laughs> I only published at the end of last year. It came out in October of last year. And we are now beginning to do more of getting the word out about the book and just sharing so that the people can grow from from my story and heal from my story because in in the book I I am very candid about various things that like you said people have put me through that I also my own debacles and my own shortcomings as well but how God was so prevalent and so available to help me through each and every aspect of of those things of occurring. I've, I've lost a, my firstborn son, um, wow. something else that, that occurred in my life and, um, lost my mom, you know, it's just, just various things yes. were happening throughout my life. And I had to learn to trust God and know that no matter what it seemed like, what it looked like, God was in control, and he was going to bring me out to a better place, and he did each and every time. I think, that's every so, time. I think that's so amazingly important because, you know, there's so much power in storytelling because that's one of the ways that we confront and overcome the enemy is that we tell the truth about what uh-huh. God has done and what he's been able to do. And like I was saying earlier, when God is like, he wants to tell everybody what he's done, he doesn't want me to have any shame about just being human and being human is being very messy and there isn't any other way to do life, but to do it very messy. And so it's really letting God do that good work that he loves doing, that he's not embarrassed about doing. He's not tired of doing it. He doesn't grow weary. And it's really letting God do that work so that we can then testify to other people that God will do the good work that he began in you. And we can trust that. But see, that I think what you just said is just so amazingly important because we're so stuck into what will people think? Exactly. What are they going to say? And, oh, my God, I can't believe I made this mistake. And, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be smarter than that. And all the things that we go through in our human mind. But God knows already, first of all, that we we're going to do that or make that error. And then there's the same part, I think, that, And I talk about that in the book, how the enemy takes shame and uses it to cause people not to reach their purpose. And 
and not to share and to hide. And, you know, when God wants to shed light on the darkness and we want to keep the darkness because of our own shame. And, and I think that's very important. Another little aspect I can throw in here was when I was first. Oh, you know what? Listen, look, we're coming up almost on a break. So hold okay. that thought because I want to okay. start with that one. When we come up um, after this break. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And I have today with me Deirdre Stevens, who has just written a great book called God's Got a Man Just for You. And I'm excited about her story. So join me again in the next segment. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia, and this is Cynthia Hyatt. I'm so glad you joined today, and I want to always remind you to visit me on my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com, and again, that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. So it's spelled just the way that it sounds, Cynthia Hyatt. And today I have a good friend, a new friend, which I'm very excited about. This is Deirdre Stevens, all the way from Marina Del Rey, California, which we are all very jealous about. And we're thankful, Deidre, that you're here. And she's going to give us m- more excerpts and more understanding and um, just a little more of the backstory of her book. So why don't you start again where we left in that last uh, hour? Okay, Cynthia, I was about to um, talk about how we were we were speaking of shame and how sometimes, you know, the enemy will use shame to cause you not to be the best um, person that you can be. So... I was about to tell a short story of one aspect that I cover in my book and that also happened to me in my life. When my children's father and I were first getting married, um, we had our nice little wedding planned. We had um, the church full. My my church family, everyone was excited. We had the praise dancers coming. I mean, we just had a wonderful day planned. And, family was there, grandparents, I mean, you know, everybody, the whole gamut, and um, he didn't show up. Oh, my goodness, for, no. For the wedding, he did not show up. Now, we can laugh about it today, wow, <laughs> but if you can imagine that Oh, it's day, devastating. Oh, my goodness. I, it was so devastating to me. Um, here I was in my early 20s, and um, he, no explanation no rhyme or reason, at that time just did not show up. My goodness. And I can just remember my grandfather just standing there and coming in there, and thank God for wisdom of older people, and he comes into the bridal room and he says, girl, you get up from here and you hold your head up and you you walk out of here proud. You are somebody and this doesn't matter in your life, it's okay, you know? Wow. And he just inspires me, and my boss is there. People from my job are there, and and my boss says, you know, I think you should take a couple of days off from work. And, of course, I was grateful for that, that everyone felt the sensitivity of the, the moment that I was going through and, right. and tried to help me. And over those next couple of days, as I took some time off. I mean, 
God just spoke to me um, from Isaiah that you will forget the shame of your youth, you know, and that scripture has stuck with me and it just it just came back to mind when you talked about that and that how even in God's word, he tells us, you know, the things that cause us shame that the enemy has planted in our life to just take us out, wipe us out, to get us to be so discouraged, to lose faith, to whatever he can do to cause us not to believe God or trust God or to move forward or basically the bottom line I always say is just not fulfill your purpose. That was so just such a healing time for me and such an insightful time and God broke the shame just of anything that I that I had experienced in my life just through that experience of God's bigger than this moment. You know, he's bigger than this moment that's occurred. And somehow he's going to work this together for your good. Isn't that amazing? He has has a greater good coming out of this situation. I mean, there are so many things in that story that, I mean, it's phenomenal. And it's amazing when you said that he broke all the shame. It's, It's almost, it's always phenomenal to me that God many times uses the very poison to heal us. It's like mm-hmm. it's the antidote. It's like, you know, anti-venom. You know, when when you carry anti-venom if you got bit by a snake. And so it's like God is saying, you know, he tried to shame you, and I'm going to let this public shame be now your new crown of righteousness. That you are now exactly. going to stand, and the world is going to see your beauty, and the world is going to understand how much I protected you from a man that can't show up. Because if he can't show up that day, he can't show up in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful that I, I appreciate you sharing that. I really do. I think so many people need to hear that we encounter these events in our lives that are so publicly shaming to us many times because right. of other people's problems, other people's injury, other people's, you know, he must have had tremendous injury in his own life right. that, that he, he, he ended up, you know, that's his best, that's his best that he had. He's giving you his best and that was not to show up. You know, right. and, and so exactly. we know that he's deeply injured. And and it's so amazing for you to share that to help people understand that we don't ever have to be ashamed of our life. We can certainly, we want to be people of conscience and to know when we do something wrong. And it doesn't mean that things aren't embarrassing, but it doesn't mean that we ever have to be ashamed of who we are. God is not ashamed of his people. He's very proud of his people, no matter how in disarray, injured, messy, undone we are. He's very proud of his children and calls them his own. And we forget Absolutely. that. I'm so glad you shared that. And it teaches us as parents in our own relationships as well. You know, we all want to build our nice little neat families and <laughs> don't <laughs> <hope> we? That, <laughs> yes. You know, no one does anything <laughs> outlandish or crazy. Or exactly. Because we're going to do it better. Whatever. We're, we're going to do it better than they did always, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> but he teaches us to love them, love our children, love our spouses, love our wives beyond, the, you know, the things that they may go through or may be experiencing or even the personality quirks or the embarrassing moments that they even may do, whatever that is to us. Because it can be different for every That's one, right. one, you know, depending on our own life experiences. So, I mean, he just teaches us to love better through breaking that shame. You know, it it grows our love 
ability, our low skills, and helps us to you know, be more open and, and allow other people to evolve and be who they're going to be in God and, and just not be not be ashamed of that as well. Exactly. You know? Because I think there is great um, power when there's a body of believers that have truly become overcomers. And the enemy, you know, the enemy has no, no weapon against overcoming. He has no weapon against that. And we forget that, that when we overcome, it's done. And so it doesn't mean we don't overcome things in the future, <laughs> but the enemy hates that because he can't keep us down. Once we've overcome, it's like, I want to say to Satan, really, that's what are you going to do to me now? What, okay. Exactly. What more can you do to me? And he certainly can, but God can even do greater. And God always does greater than what the enemy ever has to hand out. And, and we have to be talking to each other about that and encouraging each other to remember that when we're in those really, really hard, hard times. So what would I, you, so we're ending this little segment. This is a short one, so we have about a minute. What would you like to say as we're kind of closing out this particular segment? Let me think. I'm going to just finish these two little sentences from that excerpt, and it says, Do we think that an all-knowing God did not know the terrible, awful things that people would do? Mm. God set the Bible up in a way where we could receive all forgiveness and healing whenever we needed it. That is wonderful. That That is wonderful. Thank you. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment with Deirdre Stevens as we talk about her book, God's Got a Man Just for You. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad, again, that you have joined me in this last half hour of the show, and we have a special guest today. Before I do that, I want to always encourage you to visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can also hear podcasts of this show on that website. You can also go to um, the Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ website, and they will give you the podcast as well. Also, if you, I would love it when you like my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. So as we get started today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Deirdre Stevens from Marina Del Rey, California. She has written a book called God Has a Man Just for You. And she is also the founder of Women of Excellence Organization, a great organization that really focuses on hope and healing for women, relationship issues, all those wonderful things that God is always wanting to really further, because you know he is a God of relationship. So Deirdre, thank you for joining us in this last half hour. Awesome. I am so glad to be here, Cynthia. Well, how about if I also want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you? So if you can give us some of your information, that would be great. Okay, so the Women of Excellence website is www.woexcellence.org. So it's woexcellence.org, and it tells all about Women of Excellence, when it was founded, the different programs that we do, different events we have coming up. Um, I do a local Monday night Bible study here in Culver City, California. That well, I'll fly, I'll, fly out, to I'll fly out and come to that. 
<laughs> I would love to come to that. That would be very that would be fun. Wonderful. Okay, so sorry I interrupted you. Keep going. No, that's okay. And then um, we also created God's Got a Man Just for You dot com, and just as it says, all those words, God's Got a Man for You just just God's Got a Man Just for You. Excuse me. dot com, and on there we are encouraging other women to share their stories as well because it's a newly created website but we want to build a website with stories of women and and their testimony of healing and hope and we want to build it as a place that women can go to and get encouragement and find some different answers and things they may be looking for as well oh i love it and I've looked at both of these sites. They're very well done. I think it's, I really want to encourage people to go to your sites because I think that there's always I'm wanting listeners to find places for hope and healing. And I think that's, that's very important. And as, as we've talked about this whole idea of really being in relationship and how God has hardwired us for relationship and our tendency, you know, if we get really hurt, like you talked about in the last segment, this whole idea of your marriage and, and you're showing up and everybody's there and the man you're going to marry stands you up at the altar. I mean, this is huge heartache. And so there's a tendency for us when we get that hurt with people to say, I don't do relationships anymore. I'm done. I don't want to try anymore. Right. And it's an appropriate response, obviously, because when we have great pain, the, the logical response is to not do that thing that caused us so much pain. The only problem is we get more pain if we don't do relationship. So it's about knowing how to heal, knowing how to get back out there, knowing how to do it wiser and more successfully. So talk to me a little bit about the issue of loneliness, because that happens so much in our world today. I think that um, the first thing I always like to say about loneliness is that People need to realize that loneliness is normal. Yes. Everybody feels lonely at some point in time. It doesn't even matter if you're in a relationship sometime. There are times and moments that you feel alone, you feel lonely. It happens to happily married people as well as people that are not in a relationship are um, you know, not paired up with that person that God's going to bring to them. So I think, once again, loneliness is normal. So first of all, if we accept the fact that it's normal, then we won't feel so, i got to go do something about it. Right. What's going on? I've got to fix this. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. So once we once we get that in our mind, and then we can settle in the fact that, okay, Loneliness happens, it comes, and think about maybe where it's coming from. Did, did something did something occur? Did a situation occur? Did someone make a statement? Um, are you missing someone um, that previously was in your life? Or Because there are generally reasons why it comes. You know? So then if we think about that and then maybe begin to just kind of focus on that and put that emotion in the place where it needs to be, we'll see 
that the loneliness will subside. I think that's very well said. So we're going to end this segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last one as we talk more with Deirdre Stevens on Man, God's Got a Man Just for You. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad that you are here in this last segment of the hour that we are doing with Deirdre Stevens and with her book of God's Got a Man Just for You. So before we get back into this with Deirdre, I want to encourage you to visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can also get the podcast on my website as well as Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ website. You can also um, visit me on my Facebook page, which is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., for lots of daily inspirations, motivational sayings. You can also know where I'm speaking or singing at any given time. And if you are looking for a keynote speaker, you can always contact me through those two venues. So Deirdre, welcome back. And before we start, make sure that you let people know how to get a hold of you. Okay, so the Women of Excellence website is W-O-E, excuse me, W-O-Excellence.org, W-O-Excellence.org. And then the God's Got a Man Just for You website is, just as it says, www.godsgotamanjustforyou.com. And on that website, um, we have, we're encouraging women to bring inspirational stories, and we have things that we're posting there to inspire women in their relationship issues. And on the Women of Excellence website, it, it tells all about who we are and what our programs are, what events we're having, and what's coming up. It tells about our Bible study on Monday nights that I teach in the Culver City area here in California, and any events where I may be speaking or engaging in any type of activity. It's all on the website, so we definitely invite people to visit our website and um, find out more about us. Well, that's awesome. So... We ended um, this last segment with this idea of loneliness and talking about the issue of loneliness. And you made a very good point in saying that, you know, first of all, we have to recognize that loneliness is normal, that everyone feels normal, feels, feels lonely is feeling normal. And so I think that that's hard for individuals to grasp because there's this, this kind of this tendency to think that if I find that person that's made just for me, then I will not have to feel lonely again. And and what we find is that there's a difference between being alone and being yeah, lonely exactly. and loneliness. And and so lonely many times is God, that's, that's the way that he kind of prompts us to move toward him because there's a certain amount of, of just feeling lonely because we need to be connected to God and with ourself. And, mm-hmm. and being connected to God and self helps us connect with others in an appropriate manner, in, in, an, in a manner that is... Um, not expecting more than what that maybe that human can do for us. And so we need to really understand that pervasive loneliness is certainly normal, but not God's plan. And so it doesn't mean that that he's going to just give us a mate, that that's the only way that he cures loneliness, because it isn't. And so, it's you know, I mean, I was single for a great majority of my adult life before I met my husband. And and I have to say, I'm I'm very thankful that my husband is so willing to let me tell stories about us <laughs> because right. and he's very <laughs> kind to just go, okay, she told another story about us, you know. <laughs> so, it, but it's helpful for people to understand that for me, 
I, you know, I was married for a very short period of time, and it was a very, very, very painful marriage in my 30s. And then I, that lasted about four years, and God gave me the grace really to get out, and I'm very thankful that he gave me the grace to do that with other people encouraging and helping. Wow. And so then I was single for a great majority of my, my adult life until I met my, my current husband. And so I really see how God always does have a plan, and he always does have timing. And we say this over and over and over again, but it is so hard to believe when we feel loneliness and lonely and alone. So what are some of the things that you help women with when they are struggling with those feelings? The loneliness and feeling alone and trying to break through that, I think is, as I mentioned, when you realize that it's normal, realize that it does come, you can always remind yourself that, that, that first of all, God says he's never going to leave us or forsake us. Right. That's really important. Sometimes I even just say that in my you know, to myself, well, well, God's here, you know, Absolutely. sometimes I have to chuckle and say, you know, oh, you may, you may have felt alone or you may have felt lonely, but God's always here. That's you right. Know? And that's important to remind ourselves of that. But I think I don't want to discount the human need for human interaction because that is important as well. Nothing takes the place of God and reminding ourselves that God is there and he's with us and he's never going to leave us alone. It's very important. But also there are times when people need to be around other people. Isolation is definitely not a a good thing as well. It definitely won't cure loneliness. And um, so it's good to have a good support system and one, at least one friend that you can call. And sometimes... It's it's as simple as, you know, let's go to dinner or let's go get a coffee or let's go to a movie or, you know, to have good girlfriends or even guy friends. I mean, it depends on which one you are. And or you you know, you right. have friends that cross. Um, I have I've had I have some very good sound male friends as yes. well as girlfriends. So so it's good not to be shy about calling people and recognizing that need to just interact and and hang out, if you will, you know, and have, have some fun time, do something fun. And I think that in, in the Word, when God says a false balance is an abomination to Him, I think people forget to, some people are off balance and work too hard and work too much and work, 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 work. And then some people... Um, family, 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 family. Some people church, 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 church. Some people, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And if we can find a better balance, because I found that as I learned to better balance my life, that I didn't get those feelings as much. I think that's great insight. Yeah. I think we, we really do miss that, especially as Americans, that that's a really uh-huh. huge key because it doesn't feel like it's directly connected to loneliness. But balance has so much to do mm-hmm. with I- inappropriate uh, needs that if we are doing workaholism, then we're going to have a tendency to do more self-medicating. If we're only doing church and all of it is church, we can tend toward more legalism. And so we lose so much of the human quality of how God has created humans to be. And he's created them to have balance, to have seasons, to have times of refreshing, times of working, times of, of interacting, times of rejoicing, partying with one another, you know. And so it's important True. that we understand that if we're doing some of that balance, 
of being by myself, being by myself with God, and then also being with others, then we have an appro- we have an appropriate expectation on humans instead of trying to think that that human is going to meet needs that they have never been designed to meet, and then they fail us, and then we are inappropriately hurt. So it's hard to gauge that, to know what to appropriately expect from people, because sometimes we lower those expectations to the point that we allow for abuse. And other times the expectations are so out of balance and so inappropriate that there's not a chance the person is going to succeed with us. So it's hard to learn that. And I think, you know, you having this Bible study that, of course, I want to go to, I'll say again, you having this Bible study is imperative for women to get into places where they are interacting with others and they are hearing appropriate expectations and they are being able to be challenged and to check things out because we know that women need women. Men need women and women need women. This is always how it works when we, when we study gender, that men do much better when they're with women. They live longer. They do, God very specifically said it's not good for a man to be alone, but he didn't say that about women. He knew we would not be alone. We would make sure that we found people to be with and we would create community. So when we're not doing that, we're working against our gender and we're going to get very sick in our soul. And so we have to really cultivate those female friends because the more we do that, the better spouse, partner, mate we are to our husbands. And I think in saying that, because that is just amazing how you put all that together, I think in saying that, it's important to say, keep trying. Yes. I think there are people out there yes, that indeed. say, oh, I've tried, and women, I mean, because I understand sometimes, yes. Yes. you know, we go through those various things with the female friends we're trying to um, cultivate those relationships yes. and things occur. Because they can hurt us deeply. But keep trying and keep praying. And even my um, my youngest daughter always says, Mom, it's so hard sometimes trying to find good female friends. I said, you know what? That's okay. Keep trying and keep praying, and God will send the right ones, and it will be okay, and you'll grow from each relationship, and it's, it, you know... It'll be good. So I just want to resound that well, again. That, out there. I keep that, trying. That's know? a very good point. We do need to keep trying. And, you know, when you, when you said, you know, it's hard to find good female friends, I think that there's so much truth in that. And what I encourage people to do is I say, well, you know what? If we can't find good female friends, then be one. Because the better that I am, you know, exactly. It's like if I just do me and do me as well as I can, I've at least conquered half the battle. Because otherwise, I show up, and I'm not a good female friend either, and I think it's about them, and maybe it's about me. You know, and I've had times in my life where I've had to really face that, because I'm, I'm, and nobody believes me, but I'm actually very introverted, and so I need tons and tons of private time so that I can be this extroverted person. Well, if I'm not careful, my, my friends will get neglected. And so I've had to really come to terms with that, and God has really convicted me of, like, Cynthia, you know, it, you need to be pursuing, you know, cultivating those friendships. And, and it's hard for me because that doesn't necessarily come naturally to me. It's naturally natural to, for me to be there for people, but not to necessarily go get them. And I think that people don't realize, because I've been that way as well, that a lot of public people are introverted. Yes, indeed. And, <laughs> and they, you know, they, they are perfectly happy 
sitting at home exactly. reading a book or, you know, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> watching a good movie or something. You know? I, I always tell people, then, it's so funny because I say to people, trust me, nobody drops by my house. No. Because I'm not, and I have to work on hospitality because that does not come naturally to me. But I agree because I've had to do that. And I've done, I can give some people some ideas if they want, like the 4th of July. Yes. Um, I did a, a vision party. So I invited all my girlfriends over, uh, all women friends that I knew. I can't even say every every one of them was necessarily close. Right. But women that I knew, I invited them over and said, okay, we're going to do collages. And, and I had poster boards and, and um, glue and scissors. And we had food and... And um, and it was for people that didn't have, say, maybe somewhere to go, because sometimes everyone doesn't have somewhere to go on a holiday as well. well I think and, that's that, a... and it's not necessarily do it on a holiday, but I chose that day to do it. And I said, okay, so this is the day America celebrates freedom, so we're going to create visions. So I talked about <laughs> that's a great a idea. Board. And we made we made we cut out pictures and talked about. And we made vision boards and talked about what our pictures meant and our words meant and what, um, and I told them, you know, you have to frame it and put it up and, and look at your vision board and, you know, do your five-year vision and goal. And and so that's a thing. I mean, I'm just throwing some things out there. I know that's no, I, lo- I think I've that, done. I think we it's awesome. a lot of fun with well, we, you know, we only have about a minute left, and this has gone oh, no. so fast. <laughs> I know. We'll have to do this again. And so I'm so glad that you joined me today. And I think what we really want to encourage people about is I first want you to visit these her websites, and it's www.woexcellencewomenofexcellence.org uh, and www.godsgotamanjustforyou.com. And these yes. are great places to find just some, some hope, some vision, some healing, some courage, and that we really want to encourage you listeners, you know, women that are listening, to really cultivate those female friendships, to be the best friend that you can be, to let God take care of, of, of much of the other part of it, but to never stop trying in relationship. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me at my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Facebook page is Cynthia Hyatt Inc. or Incorporated. Have a great week and God bless you. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.